Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from the new quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We're here every single day with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me reiterate it right now. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your daily routine. However, that routine has changed. It's a brave new world out there, and we are the content to get you through. Keep telling a friend. Keep sharing. Coworkers, brothers, sisters, mamas, papas, anyone with ears, we'll take them. Very excited about today's guest. Um, before we get into the guest, I just want to read. I'm getting thank yous. I'm getting thank you notes from you, the listener, and I'll take them. I'll let you feather my nuts. I'll, I'll let it happen. You just give me that six-foot feather. That's right. Social distancing feather. You can feather me from across the room. I'm at the, I'm at the other corner of the room with my legs up behind my ears, and you just get to see my nuts, and you, you miss it at first, and then you're like, ah, ah, oh, okay, there it is, ah, and then you get off it for a second because it's so far away. Jared, it's, uh, I'm really loving your podcast. I've only been listening for about a week, but it's great. New listeners. I love it. Ooh, I'm, I got chills. My roommate turned me on to your Instagram after the most recent Bachelor finale. I laughed so hard I cried. I just wanted to reach out and let you know I truly appreciate the advice you give, and your comedic tone makes it very digestible for a wide audience. I especially loved hearing the feedback you gave on the recent Freed by Noon. A DM slide guarantees nothing about couples using I statements to communicate with each other. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I give the same guidance to my clients almost daily. I'm a doctor now. Holy shit. It's a really powerful tool, and more people would benefit from learning that skill. Thank you so much again. Looking for, look forward to listening more. The laughs are so much appreciated, so necessary during this stressful time. Stay well. So this is what it's all about. A friend told this person, and now here we are. That's right. Here we are, and that new listener, new person that's it's having fun with it, they're getting something out of it. That's what this is all about, and I think that's just a message to you. You, Mr. and Mrs. Listener, you're fucking up. You're screwing over a friend. You could, you, someone needs this right now, so get on it. Share, share, share. Very excited for today's guest, a OKP to the show, original key player. He's been on before, knows the deal. He's fantastic, hilarious. Noah Gardenswartz, thank you for coming on. My pleasure, man. Wonderful to be here. You're looking fantastic. Loving the new stash. Thank you. This is the we're, we we had a brief talk, but I wanted to start right away so we didn't waste any COVID catch up. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you got to go. Now is the time for new looks, I think. New, you one, know, t- testing the boundaries. 100%. I think anyone who's had a beard for years should see what their unbearded face looks like. If you've go never naked. had a beard, you should grow a beard. I've had a beard for years. I shaved it off and I did it in stages. I did the Joe Exotic mustache. I Love did the chops. I did the pedophile mustache that you're rocking with. It's Love you know, it. Now is the time yeah. to experiment. I go touch the stuffed animals in the other room just to see what it feels like. I, I, I'm, I'm into this, man. I, how, where are you? How are you doing? And for those listeners at home, everyone go follow Noah. He's fucking hilarious. He is Noah G Comedy on Instagram. He has a album out. So all the comedians I bring on have things that you can help them out with by not even spending money. You already have a Spotify account. You already have an Apple iTunes account. Go listen to Noah's album. He's a fantastic comedian. White kids can't joke. What is it? 
White men can't jump. It was a play white, on white men can't jump. The famous white. Movie. I have it written down. White men can't joke. Go, go, go. If you search Noah on any platform where you listen to music, you can find his album. And that's an hour out of your brain during this time of stress. That's right. And I don't even want him to buy it. Go listen on the free platforms and let me get that sweet, sweet tenth of a penny every hundred that, days. Well, that's the thing. That's the what people don't understand is they are actually helping you when they go listen on a service, like even just letting it play without even listening. It's a it's sure. a that is a I don't give a fuck. It doesn't fucking matter. Just and because people are always like, how do I help? And then they do. I've gotten this thing where people are like, let me Venmo you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I'm not a fucking I'm not not. Don't leave the money on the on the counter when I walk out. Like, I don't need that type of help. I'll take it. I, I, I don't, I don't so, need it. I don't need don't it, but do, I'll take it. Yeah, I, I just don't need the five. Go sign up for my Patreon. Go look. I have other things out there. Give me a like. Tag sure. a bitch. You know, so sure. so Noah, you, for the listeners at home, go get the album. Go find it uh, at Noah G Comedy. Go follow White Men Can't Joke. You have a baby on the way. I do. Precarious times to be an expectant father. But yeah, we're due May 21st. What do you, what do you feel? And Esther, Esther's a fantastic comedian too. So you're both comics, baby on the way. What, what would people think about what's going on? What are the stresses you have with the baby coming up? And where are you? We are in our apartment in uh, Williamsburg. We live in Brooklyn okay. and we've been, so I'm competing. looking at you right across the water over here. That's right. Cheers. I'll do a uh, virtual cheers. There you go. Uh, we are, we're quarantined very, very seriously taking the social distancing because obviously she's, eight months pregnant. So our only concern is making sure that she and the baby stay healthy throughout. Mm -hmm. um, I risk like, my life every two or three days to go to the grocery store to get the pregnancy craving food. So obviously you're, a, hey, a, you're a hero, you're a hero, a hero walks amongst us. That's what I'm saying. But, uh, but no, honestly, honestly, we're good. And, and what's funny is I read all these baby books. Like uh, I'm reading the expectant father and you go month by month. And in month eight, it's like a lot of men take this time to go out late every night because they can feel the end of like their ability to just go out and party with the boys, but really try to be a sensitive partner and stay home a few nights a week. And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking acing this. I am <laughs> doing it. I'm not going anywhere, baby. She's got me 24 hours a day. I am here. You're, you're killing it. Like there's... There's another woman. The, the, the thing you get, it's like the undersell over deliver. So yeah, like uh, there's another woman that she's friends with that had a baby that was like, oh, the eighth month, he, we had to have a talk. And then she's yeah. like, well, well, Noah just keeps going to get me pickles. Like <laughs> you have that, like you're killing it. Yeah, no, hon honestly, it's a uh, it's a shitty time to be expecting because you don't know the world your kid is being born into. But there's also sure. never been a better time to just like have an excuse to spend months doing nothing but catching up on sleep. Well, you know, this is kind of the underrated thing that isn't being spoken about. Some people are enjoying the world that exists today. Yeah. As, as, as kind of weird as that is to admit, like, I was thinking, like, we, I actually just moved in with my girlfriend. We had movers from uptown, downtown. Yeah. And I kept thinking, I was like, this is like, they were like, how, you know, getting the movers together and figuring out the social distance of it, that's a little weird and stressful. But when we were doing the move, I was like, this has got to be the best m month of their lives. Sure. No, you know, no one on the streets. They can park anywhere they want. They don't hear a horn. Like yeah. there's there's people there's incentive to some people's, you know, the, to this happen. Like, so I would imagine, you know, when you're like, well, I don't want the world, you know, you, 
it, when you're like, okay, I got a baby coming. I don't. It, it would. I would think for me, a stress would be that like, man, the world goes on without me. It's kind of nice to have the world stop with you. Yeah, I mean, listen, there, there. Not are that you who, want. Sure, there, there are people in bad situations, out of work. It sucks for that. But like, if you're, if you're in a decent financial situation, you've got a good apartment and someone nice to be quarantined with. This is actually like a pretty decent vacation. I'm not going to be complaining a lot. It's not. It's not that different than what I would do with my time anyway. Like I miss the ability to be able to go out. But even sure. when I was able to go out, I preferred being home anyway. So like, yeah, it, it. I was. I did like a Zoom happy hour with some college friends, and I was like, "This is the way I want to get together with college friends forever." Oh, I disagree. I, the, the Zoom happy hour bullshit has got to stop. My, my give me why. Oh, because people are taking way too much advantage of the ability to like hang out uh, virtually, knowing that you have nowhere to go. Like the amount of times my dad tried to guilt me into like a family hangout. He was starting to talk to us uh, way more than he ever had access to us before. And he's like, all right, chill. I, that's where I feel lucky that my dad still thinks this is a hoax. I, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that's, that's, that's where I, I'm like, oh, thank God my dad's uh, out there, you know, golfing every day. So let me, uh, let me ask you this. Sure. So you just moved in with your girlfriend. I did. How is it transitioning to living together for the first time when neither of you can leave if you wanted to? That's got to be stressful. I, I'm enjoying it. Um, it's definitely like it's definitely like a lot as far as I think for her, because I'm just like an awful roommate. I'm just like a slob and like don't do much and bend at my waist instead of the knees to like pick things off the ground. Like that's my type of laziness. So I think like, I think it's a lot to see what I am on a daily basis. I think the hard part is when you're a work at home person, like we are and they're an office person. uh, There's this thing of like, I work at home in a way that like, I know how to do it. Like, uh, you know, the the thing that annoys the fuck out of her that I think is hilarious is I'll wear headphones around the house. Like, I like listening to podcasts. And, and to me, and I could see, like, from her angle, that's the most passive-aggressive thing she that someone could... Disrespectful? Yeah, like, I'm just like, I'm like, okay, nine, it's 10 a.m. Uh, I got some thinking to do, headphones on, and then I just start walking around doing stuff, and she'll be like, and, and then I'll hear her, like, 10 minutes later, and then I'll go, what? Are you talking to me? And it's like, yeah. And now she wants to like, I'm going to find these headphones literally like in a, in a creek somewhere snapped in half. Yeah. That's like, that's coming. Well, you'll, you'll be in trouble when she finally rips the headphones off and sees that you're not listening to anything. (laughs) Well, that's part of it too. (laughs) I, I do put, I just put them on for like, I got to think, I got to like get my mind kind of, you know, on uh, like a focus thing. So you're like, uh, you're like Warren from something about Mary. It's exactly. I, I see very much eye to eye with Warren's character in that movie. I, 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 so I think that's the hardest part where it's like you want to give people space. You want like I think also like part of a, the good part of the day is the alone moments you get while going to the thing you're doing, like sure. the walk to the show, the you know the walk to the subway, and I think a lot of those moments people kind of miss. I I, I know that there's a little bit of that where I like, there'll be some days I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go get a coffee and I'll just walk in a circle just to get my mind straight. Yeah. And have my own time. But, uh, are you going to the doctor? Like, is that a fear? Yeah. Like, well, so it's, cause been, you got to have been, more checkups and then that's like walking into the hot zone. 
that's been one of our biggest fears. Uh, luckily, we have a car. So like when she's had to have a checkup, we don't have to take public transportation and we wear mm -hmm. gloves and a mask. And obviously the doctors are taking as much precaution as possible, but it's not exciting when we have to go in and do it. But sure. you know, thankfully, thankfully, we haven't run into any trouble. And the checkups where she doesn't need like an actual ultrasound, they're just doing teleconferences. So now we'll do okay. a call with our doctor who's just asking the important questions are seeing if we have any questions and then about once a month she goes in for an in-person meeting or test of sorts but um the, the biggest issue was as of a month ago i wasn't going to be allowed in the delivery room with her and, and oh that, yeah so now now i'm allowed in which was a big relief because like for a while we thought i wasn't gonna be able to be in there but it's changed because like she was possibly gonna have a doula we were definitely gonna have a night nurse and now both of those had to be canceled so now i'm her doula and i'm her night nurse uh which is taking on a lot of a lot yeah. of new roles yeah what, now now what are you gonna do i i understood like when i saw the articles like they're not like it's one of those things that as a a guy who's not with child and who's not like in the baby game sure where i see husband's not allowed in the ER and I have to go like a piece of me knows that publicly I have to go. Oh my God, I can't imagine. But inside I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do there? Like, what, what do you, what do they need you? Right. Well, so Esther used to joke that she was going to have to yell at the doctor. You did this to me because she just wants someone to be able to be <laughs> angry at in the room. That's so I kind of need to be there as the moral punching bag. Um, but, but I, I honestly didn't know like the medical ramifications of it. But then as I read, it's like nurses can't be in there the entire time. And so God forbid, if she passes out from the pain or something is wrong, there needs to be another person in there to advocate for her with the medical staff. So like, I got you. you you're like the standpoint. last will and testament. Yeah. What's funny, though, is the amount of men like older men that reached out to me and been like, hey, really sorry to hear that you can't be in there. But for what it's worth, I saw my wife shit during labor. So maybe it's not the worst <laughs> thing that ever happened. This is the best case scenario yeah. for, for your brain. Yeah, they're like, play the sympathy card and act really upset. But just so you know, you're missing out on some pretty <laughs> brutal shit that you probably don't want to see. Well, I'm pumped for you. Pumped for the baby. I'm happy that it's, you know, everything's coming into form. Um, I uh, And everyone's safe and all that. Let's do some emails. You ready? Absolutely. Uh, go follow Noah. Noah G Comedy on Instagram. It'll be all over my Instagram. Go follow. Go support. He's got an album out that you can listen on all listening platforms. White men can't joke. He's so hilarious. You're going to love him. Let's do the emails. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. So as you can understand, a lot of our emails are now dating a relationship under the times of quarantine. Oh, I can't wait to hear these. these they are get, be they're getting specific. I'm telling you right yeah. now. This will be a moment of time in the J Train podcast, yes. you know, lore where we go, man, go listen to those four months of podcasts. Yeah, things the backlogs are going to be real different. I <laughs> uh, love your show. Your advice is always helpful. I tell my girlfriends to listen. Going to try and summar the, to summarize this succinctly as possible. Casually dated someone six months ago, and he started seeing, seeing someone else while we were dating and it ended. I had to block and delete him on everything because he was subtweeting me after seeing my stories, tweets, etc. And he was replying to my Snapchats when I knew he was uh, with his girlfriend. Last week, my friend saw he was subtweeting me, accusing me of subtweeting him. I tweeted about a different guy that screwed me over and he's so vain he thinks he's the only one. 
<laughs> She's like, I'm, 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 I'm tweeting I about everyone who's fucking me over. Yeah, this is a You're weird issue. You're not even the asshole I'm talking about. Yeah, I got plenty of assholes. Uh, anyways, I have him blocked and deleted on everything. So here's what I'm asking. Why is he making the effort to log into another account to look at my tweets, IG story, etc.? If he's in a relationship now and told me he could never see a future with me, I'm confused as to why anyone would go through that trouble. I've tried to completely cut him off, and honestly, with my friend, uh, I honestly wish my friend wouldn't even have informed me he was tweeting about me because now it's driving me crazy. Sorry for the long email. Thanks for your advice. No, do you have any thoughts on this email? Uh, first thought is she should take it as a point of pride. She probably has, they probably had better sex than he's having with his current girlfriend. I mean, obviously he has a weird case of buyer's remorse. If he's, mm. uh, you know, you don't move on from a bad relationship to a better relationship and then check in on the past. So it seems to me like he's clearly missing her a little bit. Yeah. I, 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 it's tough in these situations. She's like, why would he do this? Obviously he has, mental deficiencies obviously that you know and i don't mean that in like a scientific way i just mean that like he 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 needs attention he's not getting enough attention he's not confident he has but i i i don't want to concentrate on him i think the the main point of this email is the fact that she's a big subtweeter yeah like she like her she's like why is he making the, I, I think like when, you know, he's last week, he saw that he was, uh, my friend saw he was subtweeting me, accused me of subtweeting. Do, for the listeners at home, if you don't know what subtweeting is, it's basically talking shit about someone without using their name. And I think if you're the type of person who does these things online, that goes online to talk shit about a vague boyfriend, everyone you date knows this about you and then come it's like uh, moths to a flame like but, you get what you put out sure but also how reliable is this friend who's claiming that the subtweeting is happening because it's like her own friend could be gaslighting her into thinking that this boyfriend is subtweeting her when really he's not talking about her at all so there's, yeah, I, there's I, a lot of layers of back and forth here where they're both wasting time on people they don't care about anymore or at least claim that they care about Totally, but when you layer, when we look at the layers, it starts with the base. The base is is her. This is something she does. Obviously, like sure. I, I like I can't. I can give you a million reasons why he's looking back or what's wrong with his life, but they only happen because you sub. I'm not not here to like blame the emailer or blame the victim, but like if you're out here and you're a person who goes on Twitter and is like, oh, these men, uh, uh, another dude, another day, bunch of assholes anyone male or female does this you're going to attract people who do this back or they look to your account to see if they're being subtweeted because they know it might be coming like this is like sure. on his mind right they're addicted to the drama my my prediction when you have two people who are continuously subtweeting each other from a past relationship they're gonna get back together and break <laughs> up again yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they're just, they're, they're, this is like dog whistles for each other. Yeah, they're addicted to the drama. Yeah, I, I, I just think like if, if she wants to like have this stop, she has to stop first. I, and I know like she has to say like, why am I the type of person that needs to go to like Facebook to put this out there? You know, what are you getting out of it? You're getting likes, you're getting retweets, you're getting girls going, hey, sister, you're right. Like, you have to kind of like look within to like figure this shit out. And you know what else? 
I think she'll secretly be upset the day he stops subtweeting or responding to the subtweets. Like, of course, it, uh, the opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. And as soon as she's clearly no, no longer matters to him, she'll be upset. We are sponsor people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Scentbird. Scentbird. A great scent is like a great accessory. It can be a whole look together. Fragrances create lasting impressions because they because smell is so linked with memory. If you want to make a lasting impression, use Scentbird to discover your signature scent. Scentbird sent Jess a slew of different scents. I love it. Every day she smells delicious. I will say, I love I love what Scentbird is doing because they saw a problem. Most of us want variation. Most of us want different vibes for different days. Jess has the scent. She loves the Gucci. She's into it. She's using it every day. And and I got to say, it's nice to know you're not wasting a ton of money on a bottle in a, in, a, in a marketing campaign. It's nice to know you're like, okay, I'm not this scent forever. I can opt in and out without feeling like I just dropped my, you know, my government check to buy this whole thing. You can go in and out of scents and you don't get stuck with one that you don't like for every occasion. Semper is great because it lets you discover new fragrances without buying an entire bottle. With over 600, that, let me say that again, 600 luxury brands. Versace, Gucci, Tom Ford, Kenneth Cole, Burberry, and Prada. Semper keeps these, those compliments coming month after month. Get a 30-day supply in a travel-friendly refillable case. That's another thing. The case it comes in is made so you'll never have to go look at a TSA agent and go, uh, but, but please, 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 I, I, I took out a loan to buy that, that scent. No, 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 you'll never have to do it again. It fits perfectly in your uh, tote or whatever you bring to the bathroom. Get a 30-day supply in a travel-friendly refillable case. Plus, they have products from other categories like skincare, wellness, and makeup. They carry brands such as Kapari, Glamgo, Glow Recipe, Tart, Tart, and more. We have an exclusive offer for J-Train listeners. Get 30, 30, 30, 30% off your first month today. That's only $10 for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com slash J-Train. Use my promo code J-Train, J-Train, J-Train for 30% off your first fragrance. Again, that's S-C-E-N-T bird.com slash J-Train to sign up and use my promo code J-Train to try your first perfume or cologne for just $10. Sign on. Smell amazing. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Noah Gardenswartz at Noah G Comedy. Go, go, go right now. Follow, follow, follow. Quarantine breakup. I swear just the other day I'd been thinking things were going great in the world, but at least I'm still uh, working. And I'm uh, weren't. Okay. Let me start this again. I swear just the other day I'd been thinking things weren't great in the world, but at least I'm still working and able to spend time with my boyfriend during this quarantine. And then yesterday he ended things over the phone. It was just five months, but I was pretty invested, so it hit me like a ton of bricks. And a depression spiral is pretty easy to fall into right now. The backstory. We're both mid-30s. He's been married for 10... He'd been married for 10 years, has two kids, and the ex moved out in September. Oof. And he, for those that can't hear at home, uh, Jess, my girlfriend, way in the back of the apartment just goes, ooh. (laughs) Uh, He and I met beginning of November. 
I never pushed for anything knowing it was a dicey situation, but he kept wanting to spend time with me, so I kept going with it because I wanted to spend time with him. He'd always say he was mentally out of the mar- out of that marriage for years anyways. He'd have we'd had the exclusive talk and even labeled the relationship. But yesterday's talk was all about how he wasn't, in fact, ready to call someone his girlfriend, that he still had a lot of feelings to process from the divorce. And he thinks he just needs to be alone right now. I told him I understand his perspective and respected his decision while also being tremendously sad about it. He said he knew there's a good chance I'd be the one who got away and somewhat left the door open in the future without committing to anything. But what do I do? Is it asinine to hope that he'll get some clarity and reach out eventually? Should I try to stay in touch uh, or reach back out after the quarantine? Was I just the rebound to help him feel like there's a world of dating? He'd be okay navigating post-divorce. Is this dead in the water? I wouldn't wait around for him per se, but I was thinking, uh, but I wasn't having a ton of luck dating before him and was genuinely excited about it. Uh, I love being around him and we were such a good match. What do you know? Do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah. First and foremost, this man is clearly thinking about his family. There's nothing like a global pandemic and the pending end of the world that makes you reassess all the horrible life decisions you've made that leave you divorced and missing your two children in your mid thirties when you're stuck in an apartment alone. So I think this man is not going back to her, but beyond that, she should be excited about the brave new world, the wild, wild west frontier of dating and fucking that awaits everyone that's single as soon as people are allowed out of their apartments again. She will be able to meet so many men better than a divorcee with two kids who are just ready to have a good time. As soon as people are allowed out of their apartments again, she should not be waiting around for this guy. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, you know, the idea when someone says, um, and we uh, just need to know, I told him I understand. He said there's a new chance. When someone said there's a good chance I'd be the one that got away and somewhat left the door of the future, people he's say night. He's hedging his bets. Yeah, he That's and he's also manipulation. It's a emotional manipulation. It's to keep you around. It's also to not be the bad guy on the way out. It's to go, you're so great. I'm so awful. You're lucky to get away from me because they don't want no one. The, the the real issue with people that you like that you break up with is that there's no good way to really say it. Sure. There's no good way to be like, hey, you're a good partner for someone. It just isn't me and not right now. And then when you say not right now, it's even softening the blow because you're like, well, maybe later. we. It's not. It's not going to happen. This what is I, it. What I will say to her that could bring some solace, forgetting this guy's baggage or the divorce or the family, if I met someone in November, if I'm not actively quarantining with them, no matter who they are, I'm breaking up with them. Like if we were in a sort of relationship and I don't know the next time I'm going to see you, this is done. Yeah, this is, this is, I I mean, the, the quarantine is almost like moving. Like, it's like, okay, the, the old sweatshirt that I never wear, do I want to bring it to the new place? Right. You know, do I want to bring it to the new world? And a lot of people are making moves to say, and also, like, I've said this a lot on the podcast where it's like, beware the vacation. I say beware birthdays, vacations, and uh, and and holidays because usually breakups come before or after them. But vacations, those breakups happen because it is a forced moment where you're away from each other, where you didn't fuck yesterday and then go, well, ta-ta, I've been, you know, I'm out of here. Yeah. 
Right. And so, if you don't, if you don't like, if you're going through this quarantine and you don't miss them badly, if there's like a sigh of relief that you're actually not with them, it's a pretty good sign that the relationship's not going in the right direction. Yeah. And I know this is like a pretty depressing response for her to hear. So like, here's the positives to look at. I don't like, I, I've never felt more free than when I knew I wanted to do comedy. Like I, 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 and I, I look back at that cause I remember I was working at a job I didn't like. And the hardest part about getting up every day is that I didn't know what I was sprinting towards. That was like the, and, and I spent a good part of my day. Like I, once I knew I wasn't happy there, I kept thinking like, okay, what is it that you want to do? Like, and I, and I thought it was like, looking back, it's probably the best exercise I ever did was going broad view. I don't, not little, just what's the broad view of what I want to do. And I remember coming to the conclusion of, of like, I want to be funny for money. I didn't know how that was going to happen. I didn't know where that was going to happen or why, how the, I didn't think that like, you know, 10 years ago, I wasn't like, yeah, I'll be on a zoom call with Noah garden Swartz, uh, you know, when he's having a baby and I'm talking about, you know, and I have a mustache. Like that wasn't like, you know, like that wasn't my goal. The goal was for something like this to generate income th that I could do something I love every day. So let's look at the positive of her situation. You know what it feels like to be in a good relationship. You said dating was horrible before. There are things to take away from this that you felt that were good and bad. Now you know, now you have what's called taste. Now you know what you're running towards. You know the feeling that you're going towards. Sure. Does that make sense to you? Perfect sense. And I'll take it a step further. I actually think the light at the end of the tunnel is bright in that a lot of single people who are going through this quarantine pandemic alone are not only going to be looking for someone to spend time with, but are going to realize the value of what a relationship would have been during this time. So I think sure. she's going to find a lot of men who weren't willing to settle down before actively looking to settle down on the other end of this. Now, I, I kind of disagreed with that the other day, but the way you're putting it is I agree with, where it's like, I don't think people are going to be like, I need to get in a relationship right away. They're going to go, I'm more in touch with what I'm looking for. Oh, I was looking for that person that I could sit on the couch with during a quarantine. Oh, I didn't like being alone. Those are realizations. I mean, I've had those. I'm sure you did too. Of course. So, yeah. So, I, I, I think wait around, but don't lean on the bad luck. Let's look at the good luck. You had a good relationship that you enjoyed. Let's look at the good. Also, there was bad to this relationship, obviously. Let's look at what that was too. Yeah. I think she'll be fine. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Noah G comedy. Go follow, go follow, go follow. Get going. Oh, let's do this one. I'm going to forward this to you. Okay. Cause this is a juicy one. I'm going to forward it to you. Um, I have your email because I sent right. you. Um, now it's called Instagram thought and my husband. So you already know it's pretty juicy, right? Yeah. This was actually already making me sweat. Just <laughs> the words Instagram thought and husband. I'm feeling guilty for whatever yeah, I'm you, about to read. You're going to read something that's going to go, ah, this is a tough one for him. He's fucked. Uh, did you get the email? Not yet. Okay, keep. I'll I'll read it and then you'll get sure. to because there's screenshots. J Train, thanks for continuing to entertain us during this time. I need your words of wisdom for this problem that I'm having. So while bored during this quarantine, I looked at my husband's Instagram and was annoyed because he hasn't posted a picture of us or about me in over a year while I was looking. 
and I noticed that you cannot see any comments on his pictures until you click on the actual photos. So I'm not really sure what she means by this, but I guess when you're on his account, you can see the comments, but publicly you can't see them. She's already putting in a lot of detective legwork. So I mean, but I mean, that is like, I do have the theory, like if you see something, say something like, if it's weird to you, it's weird to everybody. Like, it can't just be not weird to him. Like, if he's like, yeah, I block comments because yada yada, I'd be like, yeah, no one does that. What, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I mean, unless you're a celebrity with a huge following, yeah. you shouldn't be blocking comments. No, 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 no. There, you should know who's commenting and be aware. Yeah. Um, so once I did that, I noticed that is this girl that was commenting on his pictures. I clicked on the profile. She's private, but they have mutual friends. One is our best friend and one is his mom. So I sent her a friend request and I screenshot her profile and texted our mutual friend. I asked who this girl was and he said that she's just some Instagram thought that tries really hard. I said, well, now, how does my husband know her? And he and said, and her, he said he didn't know. When I asked why his mom was also friends with her, he said she might be a family friend. Okay. It's the mom that really, it's the mom friendship that got yeah. him in trouble. The, the mom thing, that's where, that's where you keep looking. You see the other friend, you go, okay, they like to whack off to the same type of chick. I get it. Sure. The mom is, 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 it's like, you know, it's like, That's you know, suspicious. It, it's suspicious and no comments. It's now been three days and she still has not accepted my friend request. I asked my friend, why are you uh, why she wouldn't accept my friend request? And he laughed and said, I have too much time in my hands. I asked my husband why it looks like his comments are private on his page. And he said he hadn't changed anything. Uh oh. I mean, we're two men with Instagram pages where the comments aren't. You have to change that. Yes. You would actively have to go through your privacy settings to do that. That's not like sure. the default setting. And that's not something I would forget. I would know that I've done that until my deathbed. Like I would be like, like even if I had dementia, I would come out of it to go, yeah, I, I did it that one time because I dated this girl who was looking at my, my, my comments. I, I know there's another few sentences to this email, but right now things are not looking good. Not swell. Um, why would she? Okay, so I asked my why he hasn't changed anything. Why would she not accept my friend request when he has she has so many followers and we have mutual friends? And why would his mom be friends with her? Am I overreacting about the situation or should I ask him about it? He knows that I can be jealous sometimes and I have confronted him before about liking certain pictures on Instagram. I don't want to sound crazy, but it just feels off to me. I'm attaching the conversation between our mutual friend and me. So I sent the conversation. Wow, and I the and it had the fact that she's screenshotting private conversation. She's some Brazilian thought. So I'll read it. You be the friend. I'll be her. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Who is this girl? Oh, God. LOL. Honestly, don't know her. She's some Brazilian thought. Why you ask Larissa to ask you to ask me? No, she just commented on Dave's stuff and his mom follows her too. I found that weird. Did, that, did they date? I don't know. I doubt it. She's Brazilian. It is from Newark, I think. Could be a family friend. I doubt you would tell me anyways. She won't accept my friend request. So sketch. Cat emoji with the laughing, crying tears. 
<laughs> I honestly don't know. She's like one of those hoes that's trying to be IG famous and then sends a bunch of pictures of her trying to be IG famous as proof. And then, yeah. <laughs> she and she tries hard. And then she writes, awesome. And then once again, he sends the laughing, crying kitty emoji and says, you have too much time on your hands during this quarantine. You got to chill. Yeah, sure. Then she accept, uh, accepts my friend request and Dave is liking every picture of hers. Your boy just likes everything on IG. All right, so the, the friend's trying his best, but not really helping. Yeah, uh, the, the friend the friend tried his best, but also buried him at the same time. Like, for you forgetting the friend back and forth, my initial thoughts were she definitely has legit cause for concern, but she is focusing on the completely wrong thing. That her entire focus is on why this girl is not accepting her friend request and not on why her husband is going back and forth with this woman. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what you do is like you're she's lashing out at everyone but the right person. Sure. She's deflecting. Yeah. And, and I I think she's right. Like I think like that's one of the things she could bring up in the court case where she would go the mama's friends, these disabled comments. It took her a few days to accept me. Like I do think she what the reason she brings that up is like, "Oh, they must be conspiring to think of a plan." for to accept me as a follower like what's sure. the they're probably trying to get a story together is what she's thinking and i i would be with her i'd go yeah that's probably why they're waiting to accept your friend request i mean i the fact that she already acknowledged that there's a history between the two of them of him accusing her of being overly jealous and her admitting yeah. that she can be crazy about this sometimes it seems like this is a sore subject and this is just like resurfacing old arguments that have probably happened in the same form over a different experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, what do you think of the mom? What do you think that, how does the mom get involved here? I, I think the mom is 100% a boomer who accepts any friend request that comes her way. I think she's, I think she's a woman who's thrilled to reach 176 friends on Instagram and anyone that sends a request gets an acceptance. I well, then why would this I, person I, I send that, it to her? Yeah, well, I highly doubt the mom is an accomplice in getting her son to cheat on her daughter-in-law with a Brazilian Instagram thought. Absolutely not. I agree with you. I, I, I do think there's a history between them. That I, I think there's some in-person history for the mom to be involved. I don't think this is purely oh, you, you just... Do. Oh, you, you, you think the husband actually does have a personal history with this Brazilian? I would have to assume that it went far enough for the mom to have been clued into who this person is. Okay. Like, like maybe they dated and maybe, uh, I don't know. I, 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 like my mom wouldn't be following anyone on Instagram that she would go, well, who is this? I don't know. I, I, I think what you're saying is correct. Also. I, I do think like mom's just taken a big swath of people that they like to look at and they don't think, three degrees down the line sure i i was much more in the camp of like a mom not really knowing how to use instagram as opposed to like a mom coordinating an actual online friendship with this woman who might be moving in on her son's marriage i was gonna say though that like while i 100 percent think this woman is correct in finding fishy behavior and being upset with her husband over all this correspondence i would also urge women or men in general to not like 
overreact to online activity from your partner if it's really just a matter of like liking occasional pictures of clearly yeah. thought. Like I'm a happily married man and I'll throw a heart like at a big butt that I see on Instagram every now and again. Like I have, respect. I, I follow some profiles where Esther will look at my phone when I'm in bed and she's like, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, I don't know. Cause I don't, yeah, I, know. I don't know who it is, but I'll throw it a like. There's no explanation of male followings and, and it's really tough and icky. The more you dig into this crime, the more it becomes the jinx or it becomes making a murderer. Like we, it gets to a point where you go, I didn't want to hear any of this. Like, you know, like you ever see like an Instagram model, like, I do think like we can be classy with our likes. If she has 1,100 followers, maybe you're not the one to be helping her out to get to the next level of Instagram following. Like you don't need to be liking that. If they have a million and you want to like in your dream world of sending Kim Kardashian a like, I, I, that, who's that to hurt? Who's that to help? Sure, sure. I, but like I, I think like the minute you dig into that where you go, well, why? When? You go, I don't even remember when. But do you ever you ever see, like you ever like follow this like a like an Instagram thought we'll call him like even the friend calling her a thought that to me is like him trying to help by throwing you off the scent like oh we all sure. don't care she's a nothing you know like it's like yeah but you guys are all in on this like so this this is a very specific time though where quarantine backfires on everyone because like the fact that mm. you cannot escape being in the same room as this person while the conversation is unsettled for the next indefinite <laughs> amount of time is is troubling and you got to get through that you got to work through it it's got to be i have you ever liked you know you ever go to a girl's page that's on like your discover page and you're like man this chick's cute and then you see like another friend of yours is the name that pops up on who has sure. already liked it and you're like wow same taste you know like yeah. you have that moment like you know oh wow you know, it's funny. I guarantee you she's sending all kinds of passive aggressive shit his way, though. Like now that they're quarantined at home, she's like, what do you want for dinner tonight? I can make Brazilian fried rice. Would you like <laughs> that? What does she do? What is, does she approach him? Does she say something? It seems like she's saying everything to like everyone but him. Said. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh, I, I figured she's already said stuff to him about this and does not like the answers that he's given. So now she's she going said, to the friend and the mother. She said, am I overreacting about the situation or should I ask him about it? He knows oh, that I can right. be jealous sometimes and I've confronted him before about liking certain pictures on Instagram. I don't want to sound crazy, but it just feels off to me. Yeah, I mean, I think she already made the mistake in going to his friend before she went to him because now yeah. the friend has already, by the way, clued him in for sure. So he's like already been cooking up alibis for as long as she's had. Like, sure, she, she already fucked up. But yes, if it's going to bring her peace, then she needs to just confront her husband about it. I think also, and to go back to the advice that I gave on other podcasts where I got the compliment already, I don't think it does any good to like blame this girl or blame your friend or blame the mom. You have to speak. I was mad. So you have to be, you have to take the bullet. I'm looking at your pro. Oh, she already asked about the comments and he already said, well, I didn't remember changing that. You know, he's in lie mode. Okay. So accusing him of doing something isn't going to work. I think what you need to go is you need to own being upset. I'm upset. I see this girl. You've liked every one of her pictures. I started following her because I saw that you and your mom were following her. And now I'm in this world where I feel a little nuts because my husband and my, my mother-in-law are following someone that I don't know. 
And if you can give me an easy story, oh, we went to high school together, we have this, if, if, just give me the easy explanation. And, and you're going to know right away based on that explanation. Like, if he looks at you and goes, uh, we dated in high school, we've kept in touch, she's a friend, she puts out a lot of stuff on Instagram because that I know that you'll get uncomfortable with, that's one thing. That's the icky story you don't want to hear. If it's, yeah, uh, she's my other family. Like, you know, I don't know like if it's going to go that far. I'm saying like the more likely scenario is it's someone he dated in high school that he still keeps up with and he knows that you're going to like not like the look yeah. of it. The optics are no good. Yes. Yeah, like, do I think he's cheating on his wife with this Brazilian thought? No. No, is he I'm with you. Liking too many of her pictures? Yes. He's he he gets off in a certain way to this experience. Sure. Takes him back down memory lane. Yeah. We are sponsored people. The J Train podcast is brought to you by Self Self Self. Credit is one of those things in life where if you don't have it or you have bad credit, it can feel impossible to build. It's a catch 22. You can't build credit if you don't have payment history. Say your roommate has been paying the light bill for the last four years. They get all the credit for the credit uh, and you get none. Some people think the fastest way to start building credit is to open up a store credit card, but that's risky and it can cost you money up front. Now there's a new way to build credit. It's self, self, self. Self's credit builder account lets you build credit with no credit check. It's basically a loan that you pay back through small monthly payments that fit your budget. Making those payments that you won't even feel will build up your credit history, and that's, but that's not all. The best part is once your account is paid off, you will have savings set aside minus interest and fees. A credit card will not give you that i love this i gotta say it's uh, we're all kind of getting the you know the brakes have been put on life we're all kind of halted in place a little bit maybe you're doing the same amount of work but you're sitting alone now's the time for a little bit of improvement a little bit of self-improvement putting money into yourself and with self you can start getting your credit back or start building the credit that you'll need one day soon. This is one of those things that you'll be happy with yourself for doing. If you want to buy a car, rent your own place, or even buy a home, uh, you need a credit history. So at some point, you're going to need this. Let's make it easy and do it now. Credit helps you get lower fees and better interest rates. Self is accessible. There's no hard pull on your credit, and they report to all the credit bureaus. Start building your credit history today with Self. Get started in five minutes at self.inc slash JTrain. That's self.inc slash JTrain, and do it for yourself. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. Noah Garden Source. We'll do a couple more. You, you good for this? I'm good. Well, what the fuck else am I going to do? I don't know. You got nothing to do. <laughs> so, Corona dating. Um, I've been seeing this guy for about three months now. I really like him, but always had some red flags where I wasn't sure it would work out in the long term. Now that life has been put on pause, I feel like our relationship fast forwarded a bit. We live in the same building, so kept seeing each other and spend all weekends together cooking, watching movies, going on walks, etc. I really like being with him, but sometimes the red flags fire back up, flare back up in conversations, contentious topics like politics, career ambitions, etc. Obviously, at this point, I know we're not, we're solely seeing each other, but I'm wondering if it's fucked up for me to be on dating apps while being with him. 
I haven't deleted mine, but I haven't had any conversations or looked activity in a month or so. We haven't had the exclusivity or defined the relationship talk, and I feel like in these quarantine times, it may be good to swipe and see what's out there. Under normal circumstances, I'd feel uncomfortable going on a date right now, uh, given how often we see each other. But since the option of a date isn't on the table, is it okay to chat online? Or is that a sign I need to end it with this current guy? Is it, it's just tough because even if I don't see a long-term thing working out, it's selfishly really nice to have him around right now. And on the, uh, on the flip side, he hasn't called me his girlfriend yet either. So who knows if he's thinking the same thing? Noah, what do you think? I think she should 100% stay on the app, swipe till your fucking thumb gets sore, I guarantee you, if he hasn't brought up the exclusivity, if he hasn't brought up the girlfriend, he's not worried about it either. It seems like they're both enjoying the convenience of each other's company and companionship. And furthermore, I think cooking together and doing cute things like going on walks or to the movies is putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole that would actually be exposed in an actual relationship. Like if you can hang out enjoyably in small times, but then don't get along when it comes to politics or career paths, those Mm. are like huge problems that in a real relationship would end you too. So I think there's no harm done in continuing to enjoy each other's company. See him for as long as you can until you meet someone that you click better with. It doesn't seem like he's interested in taking it any further. Yeah. I, I, I think like there's this, there's this pre relationship, like fairy tale land that exists before that conversation happens. And it's okay to live in that for as long as you two both can look away from the realities of the world. Like a lot of people, you know, you can look at each other and go, hey, we're going to do the sleepover, we'll cook, it's nice to have a partner. Hey, we have some arguments about politics and things like that, and those are kind of weird. But that goes into the Venn diagram of how you are judging whether you like to move on to the next level with this person. He might look at you tomorrow and go, hey, I think we should define this. I saw that you're on dating apps. I'm off them. I want to be with you. And you might say, you know what? That's not what I'm looking for right now. That's too much for me. Now the bloom is off the rose. Now you've lost the romantic thing. Now it's gone. You've unveiled the curtains to see all the shit that's backed up behind it. That's okay at that moment to take that step. But before that, I think it's okay to have this like kind of like, you know, fairy fairyland tale, whatever land. 100%. I don't even think it's gendered. Man or woman, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think as long as neither of you have brought up where you're at in the relationship, it's perfectly okay for both people to be actively exploring other options. Yeah, and I I think like definitely it has no gender to it. And it's also what you're saying is right. Like give it the fun of that. You can also, the the beauty of like not living with the person and being in the same apartment building is going, yeah, I'm going to go upstairs. Tonight's my night alone. Like you can do that and let them say, well, let them say to you, well, I thought we were like, kind of together now and then you would go oh you okay you're farther ahead than me maybe we should back off now that now that's how conversations come up you should own what you feel more than ever now yeah well what's more dangerous is that they're planning on possibly dating while living in the same apartment complex that's a i mean that's that's another thing that they're gonna have to look out for that's that's the brazilian thought in the future yeah J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com calling someone out on social media content. I met a guy a year ago. We went on a few dates, which were amazing, but his work schedule didn't work for either of us. So we became really close friends instead. 
We occasionally hook up if we're both not seeing someone, spend days at a time together, and talk at least every few days as friends. We tell each other I love you in a more-than-friends way. It's all weird. We've talked about dating more seriously, but he says he's not ready and doesn't want to disappoint me because his last ex really screwed him over, and he's still angry and recovering from that situation, which I believe. I'm also applying for a job in D.C., and he's been incredibly supportive, pushing me towards that. It's a big deal for me, while his intentions are to move to either D.C. or Florida. While he's saying there's, these are the only reasons for not dating me, he continually posts on Facebook that he can't find anyone. He wants to settle down. There are no good women left, et cetera, et cetera. He also almost moved to Florida to be with a woman he barely knew. So two questions. All the excuses he's given me are just him not saying that he's just not doesn't want to date me, right? Two, do I call him out for the stuff he posts on Facebook? I've done a lot for him. We have great chemistry. He says he adores me. He gets upset if I hook up with anyone else. It hurts my feelings to see uh, him say that he things he says online when they are contradict what he's saying to me that he's not ready to date or else he'd date me. Not sure how to handle it without ruining the friendship. What do you think? I think she should go with her gut on the first question. Yes, I think he's clearly just not interested in dating her. Uh, yeah. The, the fact that he's given so many reasons to her as to why they can't date and then also kind of pushed her to move out of state should be reason enough. But then to directly give you the answer on Facebook without saying it to your face that you can't find anyone, it's pretty clear that he has no actual interest in being her boyfriend. And I think she should end things with him and only call him out on his social media content if he asks why. And then it's a very easy answer. Yeah, I I think she has to exact what everything you said is correct. Plus, she needs to get out of her head that there's a friendship to be ruined. Right. You guys aren't really friends. You guys are it's convenience. It's it's convenience of friendship and relationship. It's it props both of you up. You know, because you're sitting here going, we're just friends. We said we can't date. And now you're offended that he says there's no good women out there because he's told you he doesn't want to date you. That means you have feelings for him, which is fine. But don't sit around here being like, well, we're friends and I don't want to ruin the friendship. The friendship's ruined. There is no friendship. Not to mention that just from a guy's perspective, there is no more lazy bullshit excuse than, oh, my ex really fucked me up and I don't want to hurt you as a result of the bet. That's bullshit. This guy's it's a bullshit not, excuse. Yeah, I, I say end it with this guy, and if he really needs to know why, tell him check your fucking Facebook asshole. Yeah, and 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 you have to. Yeah, it's time to take a break from each other. You're not really friends. The the my ex fucked me over thing is is an excuse guys give because it's a very female thing to understand. Right. Oh, I'm so messed up from the break. Oh my god, you don't know what kind of house of horrors you're walking into in this brain. It's like no, dude. You, you and her broke up and you haven't spoken to each other and it's over. Like, what are you fucking? Yeah. 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 I, I, I think like she's got to move on from this friendship to realize it's not a friendship. And for the love of God, stop saying I love you. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it, the I love you tells me everything. The I love you is 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 me. You admitting that he is a crutch for your emotional crutch in the same way he you are for him. You're both using each other at a certain point. Yes, they both want to be and feel loved, but not with each other. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more. Does that sound good? Let's do it. Noah Garden Swartz at Noah G Comedy. Go, go, go. 
Go follow right now. My ex's best friend, a quarantine afterthought. Okay. J Train, thank you so much for your amazing daily content and some something consistent to look forward to in a time of uncertainty. I have some questions about something that happened to me in December. I must say this is not about someone I got hurt by, but I have a lot of time in my hands now and have caught myself thinking, hmm, I wonder what happened there. Man, there's a lot. This Woo, person there's is their a- own worst enemy. All this right. is this is well. This is funny because there's a lot of women that are like, "Oh, a lot of my exes are getting back in touch because they're bored," and there's got to be a lot of dudes out there that are also getting uh, having a lot of exes getting back in touch to finish the fight that they had. Yes, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm excited for the rest of this email. So here we go. On my winter break, I matched with one of my exes from four years ago. Best. One of my exes from four years ago, her ex from four years ago, best friend. His, be, his best friend on Bumble. Okay. I cheated on this ex, and despite him trying to move past that, I ended up dumping him months after, and he was heartbroken. So she cheated on this ex and has now matched with the best friend of the ex she cheated on. She cheated on Ob- him, broke up with him, and is about to fuck his best friend. That's, yeah, uh, obviously, that's the obviously. holy trinity of being a goddamn heartbreaker. <laughs> I I can't imagine how vilified this person would be from the other end. Like like yeah. if this was a a woman writing in about a guy who did that to her, like <laughs> this would be like fire would rain through the streets. Yeah. Obviously, I felt very bad about that at the time, but he wasn't for me. Oh, okay. Well, then it's over. Uh, so fast forward four years later, I matched with one of his best friends, not someone I met well when I when dating. So they never met one dating on a dating app while home on winter break. I love all the outs she gives herself. It's I, I, I'm on her side, but like, let's call it what it is. Like you fucked up and now you match with a friend. Okay. I don't care if you never met him. Here, here's Mike. How does she know it's one of his best friends if she never met him while they were dating? Yeah, I, I, it's, a, it's a story that I don't buy. I, yeah, but okay, we'll go with it. On a dating app while home on winter break. He was hot and horny, and hey, so was I. We sexted every day, sent Snapchat nudes back and forth till one of us finished. He asked to hang out every day when I was on break, but I would decline because I was busy hanging out with friends and someone else I liked more. All right. Even after I returned to school, he still reached out every day and tried to put a date on a calendar for us to meet up. I would always be vague and not really give him to him yes or no. One weekend I was home. He asked me if, if me and my friends wanted to go out with him and his friends thought this was weird considering last time I checked his whole friend group hated me and knew I, me as a bitch who cheated on the friend. I said no. The next morning he asked me to hang out and he said, I literally just want to meet you at this point. We don't have to have sex. I go over, make fun of him and his cat posters most of the time I was there. I then make a move and things get hot and heavy, but he couldn't get it up. He promised we would uh, have a sex the next time we hung out and wouldn't jerk off the whole day before. After I left, <laughs> he messaged me via Snapchat weeks to follow weeks to follow he never texts me and just wound uh would reply to every story i put up and now we just never communicate so what happened was he not attracted to me my bumble pics aren't edited does the the ex have something to do with this was him not being able to get hard a factor in this would love to hear your thoughts what do you think well first of all i think this guy's not a gamer have you ever played organized sports where you got that kid that's incredible in practice and then come game yeah, time yeah. doesn't know how Absol- to play. the nerves got I- the best of him I, Absolutely. I guarantee you the reason he couldn't get it up had nothing to do with the amount of times he jacked off that day. He was nervous to finally have you naked in person. Of course, you went from his phone to reality. And, it's you know, this is the thing. Like, And, and women take it very personally a lot. Of, we get a lot of emails like this. 
it's never personal. You know, penis game, it's like it's kind of like a pitcher in baseball. Sometimes you just don't got it. Like, and also what Noah's saying is correct. Sometimes you're not a gamer. Sometimes you're, you know, like Michael Jordan exi- is is one in a million. Like sometimes everyone's just like, you know, like a debt left shrimp or some shit. I, I would say the amount of times men can't get an erection because of the woman is less than 1%. Like the amount of yeah. times men get erections for women they're clearly not attracted to is like that it way has more nothing to do with it <laughs> like i listen the no reason boner is a thing 100 percent. yeah so so if she's feeling bad about herself she should not feel bad about herself he clearly it, it was a personal it, issue my guess is he was too much in his head maybe he was nervous maybe he was starting to feel guilty about trying to fuck his best friend's ex-girlfriend there's a ton of head trash that's that's involved in this hookup. I agree. Yes. Uh, I think he also probably overpromised over the phone. Like when you do that via text, when you're sexing, you're like, oh, when I see you, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He probably talked a huge game and then realized yeah. he couldn't deliver. That's the reason I hate sexting. I, it's a lot of promises that I can't really come through with. Like but- you, Like no one, the confidence to sext is like, crazy to me right but what what was the final question in her email because it's like there was all this what happened was he not attracted to me does the ex have something to do with it was him not being able to get hard a factor in this she basically like what i don't like about her email is it's like she's basically like acted very cagey and then the minute he was like okay well i'm out on this she gets mad that why isn't he still begging me to hang out and it's like at that point I think this email says a lot about like her confidence levels where she's like, she just wants to be chased. And you know, she had the boyfriend cheated on him, kept him, brought the boyfriend. She cheated on back to her. And she says, well, that was four years ago. And I, you know, he wasn't the match for you, but you are still needing this attention from other places and, and not being able to let go of attention that you know, isn't for you. What was interesting is that he tried to do the hangout session with all the friends that supposedly hate her. Like, it sounds like in the back of her mind, she was worried that they were going to do like a gotcha meetup and like the boyfriend and ex-boyfriend was going to be waiting there. Yeah. It, well, that to me, that's someone who thinks people think more about her than they do. Sure. Like, like I, I think like, you know, just because you have 1,100 Instagram followers and this guy, you know, you know, comes on himself during a Snapchat fuck, you know, sesh doesn't mean... You're all he thinks about. Just, you know, penis is very uncomplicated. It's very much like, I want you over. I got you over. Eh, I don't want to chase you anymore now that I know I've gotten you. That's really the answer to this question. It wasn't like, oh, I'm setting up to set her up with the boy. No, all of us want to get off as easily as possible. That's why he's texting you and messaging you at his own convenience. That's why when you went back to school, he's like, let's put a date in the calendar so I know I'm getting off on this date. It's not about... You know, the, the, oh, the friends are going to, you know, put, you know, you know, fucking, you know, trash on your head when you walk in the door of the bar. Like, that's not going to happen. Right. But I think you might have hit it correctly earlier when you said the thrill of the chase was probably what was driving him, too. Totally. And it's like once he's had it, he knows that it's going to take a month of begging for you to come hang out. He had to tell you. Don't worry, no sex is coming for you to come over and hang out and make fun of his posters. So, and then he didn't perform. What's this all for? What, what does he need that for in his life? He's going to move on to the next person he can pine after and imagine himself to be this big dude when he knows he really isn't. Yeah. 
Podcast at gmail.com. Noah Garden Swords, thank you for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Stay safe. So, Good luck in the new apartment and the uh, the new thank you. together. And we're, I'm very excited. The apartment's coming together. It's beautiful. It's nice. I'm very comfortable. Um, it's been easy, easy considering I'm sure there's people you know, living with people that are like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm having a great time here. I'm drinking whiskey and, you know, sipping on coffee. It's fun, though, because I'm following your tweets of like the new discoveries you're having and living with a yes. girlfriend. And I can just tell you what's going to the conversation you're going to have in three months, six months, nine months. Like <laughs> You've seen the story before. Yeah, the, the citrus scented oil diffusers are coming next, my man. So, enjoy, uh, dude, when I lit that candle, I lit a candle that like how far away from she told me she goes, I lit a candle in her apartment. She goes, I don't know who has that type of confidence. I was like, I didn't know. There's like candle lighting confidence. I didn't know that was like a thing. Like that I, white I was like, male I, privilege, I, motherfucker. That's right. Candles are meant to be lit. I don't know. So Noah, thank you. Everyone go follow Noah at Noah G comedy on Instagram. We're, uh, thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back. That's our episode. We'll be back next episode. Boom. <laughs>